welcome good moms. If you ever doubt that you're a good mom, you are in the right place. I am Jody Schilling, mom of four and a former educator. And on this podcast, we talk about all the hard topics. We talk about the pressures and the demands that are placed on moms. And more importantly, how to get past all of that so you can do you. Let's define good mom on your terms. Welcome, moms. We have a special guest with us this week. We have Megan Norris, and Megan and I met each other because we both got our coaching training at the same school, and and then we actually worked together. So that was really fun. But what I wanted to share with you is that Megan is a mom who focuses on stress and how to help moms stress less. So that when they take stress out of their life, then it makes room for the life they want to create. And she's very focused on the whole concept of stress. And so (laughs) I just thought we could go deeper with that topic. And I haven't done a specific episode just on stress. So welcome, Megan. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. Yes, yes. So what I thought we would just start with is your not necessarily your definition of stress, but maybe that could be helpful, but more about what you think. We know a lot of information about stress. We hear a lot about it. What do you feel like is something we don't know about stress as moms that can be really helpful information? Sure. Well, the way I like to think about stress is not so much a feeling that we have, but a response we have to a feeling. So we have a stress response in our body and we all have heard of our cortisone levels and our adrenaline and we can really feel it pumping in our veins sometimes. Yes. And that is a response we have to many different emotions and that response informs what we do. So I don't teach that stress is a feeling. I teach that it's a response to a feeling. And that seems to help moms understand more because a lot of us don't use the word stress. A lot of us use the word overwhelm or anxiety or fear or helplessness. And Mm -hmm. all of these emotions can create a stress response. And depending on the emotion, the response is going to be different. So if you think in terms of survival, the stress response that we all have heard of is fight, flight, or freeze. Yes. Well, every emotion that we have that creates a stress response can be categorized into one of those responses. So say you're feeling angry, that's going to create a stress response in your body, and it's going to drive you to react, which is a fight response, right? So maybe you yell at your kids, maybe you Mm -hmm. fight with your partner, maybe you slam a door, and that is acting out of a fight response that is very primally driven. And I think if I can tell moms anything, it's that we, when we judge those responses, we're basically saying evolution got it wrong. I'm, I'm a bad person for trying to survive this situation. And it's just not true. Like you're, when you're yelling and upset or say you're overwhelmed and you're frozen, right? When we're overwhelmed, we don't do anything Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And that's because we're in a freeze response. And so there's nothing wrong with you. It just means that everything is working as it should. And it's by design if we're trying to just survive, which a lot of moms are. 
Mm-hmm. And what I love to do is once I teach that framework and help them understand that what they're doing actually makes perfect logical sense and we don't need to judge it, we can yeah. just embrace it and have compassion, then we can move through it and lower our stress so that we don't do things we don't like and we can thrive in our lives no matter what the circumstances are instead of just surviving instead of feeling like we're at the mercy of these responses that feel out of control sometimes there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> we're just going to educate ourselves understand what's happening and then go through the process of moving through it so that we can have some control over it i love that so do you feel like it's One of the things that trips us up the most is the judgment of it, thinking that there's something wrong with us. And then we get caught in the feeling like we shouldn't, it shouldn't be this way. We're a bad mom. And then we don't ever really understand so that we can move through it. Is that the main barrier? Yes. Most of the work I do is on self-judgment. Moms think, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Or they disguise it as, oh, if I was just more disciplined, if I was more organized, if I went to bed earlier, if I ate better, then I wouldn't feel this way. And then I wouldn't do these things and my life would be better and perfect and everyone else would be happy too. And so we're really good at disguising self-judgment and it is absolutely the number one block to progress and feeling better. Like you have to understand that you are just a mammal with a thinking brain trying to survive. And that primitive brain is overtaking your thinking brain. And we want to reverse that, but you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Nothing's going wrong. Yeah. And I think that not understanding that emotions like overwhelm emotions, like helplessness emotions, like feeling invisible or resentful or obligated are actually emotions that can create a stress response. And so when you're doing things in response to those feelings, it's because your primitive brain is in control and it's okay. It makes sense that you would do those things. Right. Because it's perceiving that as a threat to your actual survival. Yes. And it gets tunnel vision and your brain says, I don't care what we have to do what the cost is, we have to escape this threat. And so it doesn't care if you yell at your kids. It doesn't care if you people please and say yes, when you really want to say no, because it just wants to get you away from the threat with the least amount of effort as quickly as possible. And it often ends up that it's not in our highest, it's not in the interest of our highest good or who we really want to be in the world as moms and as humans Um, but we don't often know how to get past that and feel in control of it. Yes. Okay. So now if we do understand, we have it straight in our head that we're not doing it wrong, or we're not a bad person that it is our brain and it's survival mechanism that's kicked in. Then once we know that, then what is step two? How do we, how do we not do that more? Or how do we, what's your approach? Do you and I'm not saying you, but I'm saying, you know, like as moms, is there an acceptance level there that this is okay before then going into how do we want to change it? What do you advise when you work with moms on that? Yeah. So I teach a three-step process. And the first step is once you have this understanding, right. And the framework 
then I teach that the first step is awareness, right? We have to start practicing awareness in the moment and with a, with a do- with a side of compassion, right? Because you might not at first be aware that you're in a stress response until after you yell at your kids for a while, right? Yeah. And then you have to catch yourself maybe in the middle of yelling at your kids. And then maybe you catch yourself right before. And then maybe you catch yourself in the frustration or the irritation or the anger. And then once you have that awareness and compassion, right, that's step one, you can say, oh, it makes sense. I'm feeling this way. Mom's having a feeling. (laughs) And the second step is to take a breath and to learn to process it. And this is going to look different for everyone. Sometimes it's 10 seconds. Sometimes you need to step out to the other room. Sometimes you have to wait because you're in the car with everybody and you can't even feel like you can catch a breath. Yeah. And so it's learning how to get that that awareness, step one. And then step two is being able to process your emotions. And I teach my clients how to do that. I'm sure you do the same thing um, because it really is the skill And it's so helpful to start teaching your brain that your emotions are not going to hurt you, that that they will come in as waves and they will get out. Once you start allowing them, they won't feel so scary and awful. No, they're not going to be pleasant, but they're not, they're going to go away. They will, they will fade out if you allow them. So that's step two is processing. And then step three, we work on making decisions. So I feel like moms really undervalue the power of knowing how to make a decision Mm -hmm. for themselves, for their families, so that they don't repeat the same stress cycles all of the time. We're always going to have some stress, right? But if we can grow into new stress, then we know we're growing as humans. So if I have a mom that's like every single night, I'm so stressed out about bedtime or this like extreme meltdown that my child has, and I'm, I'm doing the same things over and over again, I don't know what to do. Well, let's make a decision here. What do you, once we're aware and we're processing, what do you need here? Do you want to change your thought about it? Do you need support? Do you need help? Do you need further education? Do you need an expert, right? And learning how to make a strong decision so that you don't keep repeating the same patterns is so empowering because then you don't feel so stuck and at the mercy of your life, which I know a lot of us do. Right. I know it's kind of like Groundhog Day. You know, you get in that place where it feels like Groundhog Day and that you just don't have another option. And so I always like to teach that there's always options. There's plenty of options. And I love the idea of being, being able to make a strong decision. And the other thing I wanted to kind of elaborate a little more with is I think this idea of processing emotion and being, you know, able to even model that for our kids and for our family, that emotion is not a scary or bad Thing. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you feel strong feelings. And that I think that there's so much influence for us as moms to hold it together. And I've talked about this on other episodes too, right? Where it's like we somehow have this idea that if we lose it, <laughs> you know, then that shows that we're not in control and that's not a good thing. Or there's other stories that we've told ourselves about that. Right. And it goes back to the self-judgment. And then we kind of get back in that other loop too. 
And so I, I really appreciate the idea of, of you having a process that teaches how to let those emotions come in and allow them and let them be what they are. And you, I think for me too, knowing that we can feel any emotion that we, we have the capacity to feel any emotion, right. That it isn't going to overcome us. I think that's a really important concept too. What are your thoughts? Yes, definitely. And at first it can feel really scary mm-hmm. to do that because we're not practiced at it and we're really good at resisting our emotions and it feels counterintuitive. If I try to push it away, it'll get further away from me and be better than allowing it to come near and close and really feel it. But I like to think of, say you're feeling really overwhelmed by the day and that's, I use the analogy of a, like a two pound weight around your neck okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed and it's like a two pound weight. I can go through my day with two pounds strapped to my neck and it's going to be a little uncomfortable in a couple of hours, but it's not going to kill me. Right. Mm-hmm. I can do it. I can, we carry 35 pound babies around all the time. Right. Yeah. But when we freak out because that two pound weight is there, we try to push it down and push it away. And we end up putting so much more pressure on ourselves And the two pound weight becomes the 50 pound weight because we're exerting so much energy, pushing and pulling against this weight, this emotion, instead of just allowing it to be there. Mm -hmm. And so that is more, that's a better visual, I think, for resistance than pushing it, you know, something away from you. Yeah. Because that's not really, you're tied to it. You can't Mm -hmm. push something away that is tied to you. And so also it takes energy to push. Yes. It's a full-time job. Yeah. So like what, like, okay, I'm not okay, but I'm just going to make dinner, just make dinner. And then we'll go from there. Right. Just get one kid in the bath and we'll go from there. Just put, just get them to bed and then you'll be okay. And so we're constantly like walking ourselves through our day that way. And I think that that's a big sign that we're in a lot of resistance. Mm -hmm. And yes, what you said about teaching our kids by taking care of ourselves, we start to model this to our kids and we start to use the language to them. Like, I mean, I do this work with moms all the time and I still lose it with my kids, right? We're yep. still going to be human. Me but too. now I can say, <laughs> right? You can say, oh, wait, I'm really, I'm so sorry. I was feeling really frustrated there and it had nothing to do with you. And I took it out on you because I wasn't present and I wasn't thinking in the moment. I just reacted to it. And And now my kids are starting to adopt that language and I don't have to like sit down and have a class with them or teach them or like work at it. It just is happening naturally. Yes. Yeah. And that's often the most powerful lesson when it's just something they observe in their daily life when it's a natural. Yes. My 10 year old, my middle one, I have an 11, a 10 and a seven year old and my middle son was going through something really hard. And he went, had to go to his room when he got the news and he was really angry and he was sitting and crying and he came out and he hugged me and he said, he looked up and he said, mom, this is just a lot to process. Will you be here with me while I do it? And I was, I mean, I was so touched by that. I've never, to my knowledge, have ever said that to him. I've never talk to him. I don't think about processing emotions and for him to come to me and say that, and like, I'm going to be okay. I'm just going to need your support. Oh, 
It's so good. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, that, I think that that is our number one motivation as much as we, I talk about this all the time that it's just as important for us to value our own well being. I mean, it's not as important, it's critical, but we still, our instinct is that it makes a difference for our kids and for our family. That's, a, that's our ultimate goal. So naturally it's part of that, you know, for, for many of us, not, and I want to say, you know, not for every mom either. I mean, sometimes we do have guilt around thinking, wait a second, I just want a total break from my family. I, it isn't all about them <laughs> and that yes. is totally okay too. But I do think that there's that instinct sometimes where it's like, we always have in, in the back of our mind, how is this affecting the kids? Whatever, whatever's going on. Right. So. Yes. And I think that that the instinct to throw ourselves in front of a bus for them is that primitive primal survival instinct. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think oftentimes we think we're doing our kids a favor when we sacrifice our well-being, whether it be physical or mental or emotional, we think, well, this is just what I'm supposed to do to be a good mom. Well, yeah, if you're just trying to keep them alive, but if we're going to like graduate to the next level and use our thinking brain and say, wait a second, I don't want my daughter to grow up and just survive. I want them to thrive and I want them to know that they matter. And so I have to be willing to model that. And it really is getting out of survival mode and recognizing that you do have to take care of yourself first. And that is a form of taking care of them. And like, how amazing is that? When I realized that I was like, this is the best news. Are you kidding me? Like I get to go and enjoy taking care of myself and know that it is for their highest good too. It's the win-win. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So do you have, as far as like the next, the next step after you teach this three-step process what is the ultimate goal, really, when we think about stress and the suffering that we do with stress, the ultimate goal to tackle this and understand it better and then have a process for it? What, you know, why, why did you want to be a coach for moms with this particular problem? Because what is your ultimate next level? So I think it really, it comes back to my story. And it was just that I felt so consumed by what I called anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. For me, my big emotion, my default is tends to be anxiety. And I felt so consumed by it that I just could never get to the things that I wanted to do that were just for me. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up not having a well-rounded life. I was just surviving every day and I didn't know how to get past that. And so my ultimate goal is to teach moms this skill because the stress is never, the stress response is never going away. (laughs) We are designed to have it. And sometimes we really need it when there's a crisis or when we need to, you know, move fast and do something quickly, we need it. And so I just, I want moms to have this skill in their pocket, this three-step process to get really good at it and recognize it's an ongoing practice and process. And then what do you want for your life? what do you want your life to look like regardless of what's happening for anybody else in your family or for your kids? What do you want? And that question is hard for moms. We don't know how to answer it. Like a lot of times my clients will say, I just want a clean house. And I'm like, listen, 
I love clean houses. I love decluttered spaces. They are my jam. And what else? Yeah. What if there's more? Mm -hmm. What do you want for you? And sometimes it's just, I love my life and I want to feel calm and rested. Teach me how to rest. And sometimes it's, well, I really want to start this business or it's, I really want to get into shape and lose weight and take care of myself over here. And none of these higher, gosh, how do I say it? Like these higher self goals, like the self-actualization of (laughs) the human experience can happen if you're down at the bottom struggling to survive. Exactly. It can't happen. You never get to it. And we get so disappointed. I was so disappointed and sad over and over again because I couldn't figure out how to get to those things. Mm -hmm. And I knew what they were, but sometimes moms don't. And that's okay too. It's super fun to just sit with it and explore possibility Mm -hmm. and answer that question for yourself. And there's no wrong answer. There's no such thing as goal worthiness, right? Like, oh, it's better to want to serve the homeless in my community than it is to want to lose weight. No, whatever desire is in you is there for a reason. Yes, I agree. I agree so much. And that is one of the things that I'm really interested in helping moms with too, is being able to identify what they really want. Because like you said, it isn't something we even know. And I think then for a lot of us who go through, whether it's more of a like typical path of motherhood, which who knows what that even is, right. Or if it's a challenging path, if we have a lot of unexpected things, which let's face it, we all, we all do at different levels going through mom stages. So I think then depending on that journey that we each have, some of us get farther away from what we want than others. And it's, again, I don't think it's, there's not a right or wrong journey for anyone, but just having the awareness, right. That I really don't know what I want anymore. It's really hard when I think about that question. So I love that, that you're using this whole idea, your own story of your experience with anxiety, and then feeling like this disconnection from, you know, your, the life that you imagine you want to have, or, or at least for me, sometimes it feels like this is not what I imagined my life to be. And then, and then I start asking, what do I want my life to be? Right. Right. Yes. And being willing to go through the grief process, right. Learning how to process the grief and mourn what you thought was going to be um, without making it mean that what is, is wrong. Right. It's like being yeah. willing to grieve that. And I think that oftentimes when we really drop into what we want, it's scary. It can be really scary because there's a fear of failure. There's often change involved that not everyone's going to love. And you really have to be grounded in your truth of who and connected to who you are to make that happen. And that is often kind of a scary process (laughs) and that's okay. Right. It's just going through it one step at a time. And it's so satisfying to live your truth. Yes. What you want, even though it's scary, it's so much better than what I was doing before living in a constant stress cycle, trying to make everybody happy and trying to force my life into a square 
my round life into a square hole, right? The mm-hmm. peg into the hole, it just doesn't fit. And it's just, it's so deeply satisfying. Mm-hmm. I think there's a trust that happens. There's a self-trust where you you know who you are and what you really want, and you're willing to stand for that. And that is scary. And it takes a lot of, I, I want to say strength, but but it just takes... I think it's an involvement that we go to, to get to a place where we can trust ourselves. Because when we're in that, the way you were describing, like that survival mode, we're not very trusting. We don't know what's going to happen. And so we just are constantly in that response. And so I think it's, there's just a leveling down and being able to drop into trust, self-trust that I know a lot of people rely on different sources for that, but I think being able to explore that a little bit too, where, you know, like you said, we, we can't control the stress response and we know that these things will, these unexpected events are going to happen in life. And with our kids growing up and going through different stages, we don't know what's going to happen. We just can't, we don't have control over that. Right. So when we can, whatever we can hold on to that gives us that sense of peace that yes, bring it whatever you're going to bring me, (laughs) you know, world, bring it on. And you just feel like you have a, you know, first of all, you don't have the resistance to your own, something's wrong, that it is part of life. And then you have a processing method, you know, to handle any emotion, like you said, and then you can take it to that next step where you make decisions. And it just, to me, it feels like, okay, Every mom needs to know this because every mom is going to have those instincts that kick in for protection of herself and her family. And so it's really important that we have a a workaround for that. Yes. And feeling confident that you're going to be okay, no matter what. Yes. Moms don't know that. And I desperately want them to know that you don't have to kill yourself trying to make everyone else okay for you to be okay. It's just going to backfire. It won't work. I know you're going to kill. You're literally going to be exhausted. You'll make yourself sick. Yeah. You will not feel well. You will not. My hair fell out. Like it was a whole thing. You just can't do it. And I'm sure you've tried to like, (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know that's my story too. So Thank you so much for joining us, Megan. I really feel like we delved into this topic and got a little better handle on it. And and I hope that it moms who are listening feel that way also. If moms are listening and they want to work with you, how can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you? First, thanks for having me. It was so fun. I could talk about this all day. And if you want to find me, I'm mostly on Instagram. In fact, I'm exclusively there. So my handle is Megan, M-E-A-G-A-N, Norris Coaching over on Instagram. And you can come join me over there. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And we will wrap this one up and we'll be back next week with a new topic. If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.